Hey, welcome to Jed Banger's Ball. Uh, this is your host, Jed Mayhew, of the venerable Zigzags, Los Angeles Power Trio. Uh, usually I start this off with a song, um, since I'm not using the theme song right now. Uh, we can catch catfish, run a trot line, a country boy can survive, country folks can survive. Yeah, that's, um, Bocephus, Waylon Jen, no, not Waylon Jennings, Jesus Christ. Uh, Hank Williams Jr., Waylon Jennings, what a, ugh, what a fucking idiot I am. Uh, Hank Williams Jr., Bocephus. Uh, as they call him, doing a little uh, Country Boy Can Survive, um, which uh, is perfect uh, for this episode because I just got back from Mandeville, Louisiana, which is where my folks live, and uh, which is on the other side of the uh, lake there, of uh, Pontchartrain, I believe it is. Uh, you go over the causeway there, the bridge, um, and uh, it's kind of a small town, and a lot of people ended up over there. It's not that small. A lot of people ended up over there after Hurricane Katrina, so um, that's where my folks live. Uh, so I went down there to visit them, and, you know, I don't want to get into it too much just because, you know, there's people's privacies and things like that, but, you know, there's some fucking health issues and things like that going on. Um, Long story short, um, I was supposed to go visit my folks for five days, uh, and I ended up only going down for less than 24 hours. And the point of this fucking story is that I rented a car uh, through the Hertz car rental agency. Um, I actually rented it through AAA, um, which, you know, I've never had any problems with AAA. They've always, you know, when you're on tour, like, it's definitely like a added bonus to have a fucking uh, tow truck come if your van breaks down and you, you can't get to those uh, 20 people in Memphis that want to see you play. So you have to, you know, you have to panic and stress out. And, and finally the tow truck guy comes and he picks you up and you get there. And uh, and then you find out that uh, five people paid. Um, so, you know, I've never had any trouble with uh, AAA or whatever. So, I, you know, they, I thought, oh, I'll rent a car through them. You know, you get the discount, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I get the car and, and that's fine. Um, but I, I rented the car for a week. It costs like five, uh, 500, $300 to rent this car for like a week after like the taxes. I mean the fucking, I'm look, I gotta look up these fucking, the, some of these charges they give you on these things. It's like energy surcharge and customer, uh, what is it? Fuck. It's like, um. Uh, surcharging you for, like, you know, what do they call it, restocking and, you know, all this fucking shit, um, but I used the thing for, like, less than 24 hours, and I got back on a plane to LA, and, you know, when I took the car back, the lady at the, at the airport was nice, it's Louis Armstrong International Airport, uh, in Kenner, Louisiana, that's right next to New Orleans, um, I always, I, I like that it's called Louis Armstrong International Airport, because I just imagine, uh, 
Louis Armstrong hopped up on uh, on on uh, what do they call it back then? Um, what they used to call marijuana? Huh? What the fuck? Oh, uh, reefer. Yeah, he's hopped up on reefer, and he's like, "Hell's a poppin'! Hell's a poppin'! Hell's a poppin'!" And he's like flying the Southwest flight. Um, and uh, he comes over the intercom, and he's like, "Hell's a poppin'! Hell's a poppin'! Hell's a poppin'!" That's a uh, "Hell's a poppin'" by uh, Louis Armstrong. Anyways. So I take the car back, and the lady's fine, and she's just like, oh, you know, um, oh, you only rented, you only had the car for a day. So it's like, you know, she's like, just contact, uh, contact AAA since you rented it through them, and then maybe they can uh, refund you for the, for the time you didn't use it. And then, so I call AAA, and they're like, oh, we don't do this, it's a prepaid thing. So then I call Hertz, and... They're just like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And I'm like, well, there's, like, a family emergency. They're like, yeah. The, la- the lady actually says on the phone, she's like, yeah, we don't give uh, refunds for, like, you know, um, injuries or family issues or, like, you know, even a murder. And I was like, did you just say murder? She's like, uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, family issues. And I was like, yeah, but you, like, you literally said murder. Like, there wasn't a murder. But first off, like. I like that they're just like, yeah, we're so um, we're so inconsiderate of anyone that even a murder we will not give a refund to. Um, so, anyways, they wouldn't give me a fucking refund. Uh, so they charged me like two hundred sixty-four bucks for one day on a fucking piece of shit Nissan. And uh, so I said to the lady, I said, you know, I says, I you know, I says, I says, I says to her. Uh, well, after I get off the phone, uh, Barbara, uh, customer service rep number 2514, I'm going to start fucking tweeting about this and there's nothing, you know, don't, uh, don't hold me accountable for whatever my 604 followers on Twitter do, you know, um, I, I can't be held uh, responsible for, you know, uh, one, of the, one of my 604 followers uh, going crazy. You know, they could uh, do anything. So I, so I started tweeting at Hertz saying, you know, I had an issue. And then they were just like, yeah, the charges are valid, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, my next move was to start shaming Hertz, uh, not unlike I do with Arby's on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever followed me on Twitter, I like to talk about Arby's and how much Arby's fucking sucks uh, because I've had Arby's one time. I think I've told this story before. Had Arby's one time um, when I was uh, maybe like 13 or 14 years old and I was working in a print shop with my dad uh, running a printing press, uh, which I had have done my whole life. Um, and my mom showed up to where we worked, and she brought Arby's. Uh, and as soon as I tasted the Arby's fries, uh, I knew what it meant to be poor. <laughs> it just tasted like uh, it tasted like uh, being poor. It tasted like oppression, um, you know. But I'm a white guy, so you know, whatever. Uh, but I just, you know, I was poor, I'm a poor white guy. Anyways, where was I? 
So, yeah. Oh, so, like, I like to talk shit on Arby's uh, on the Twitter because it's fucking disgusting. And uh, and so I started talking to the Hertz people, and they were just fucking, they're like, oh, we're sorry, you know, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, you're not fucking sorry. You're just, you're sorry that I'm, like, talking about it on Twitter. Um, you're not sorry that uh, I had an emergency and had to come back to L.A. after one day. and that, Or just, just fucking refund them fucking money. They said the reason why they can't refund me is because it was, like, a prepaid situation where it's like I don't I don't know if I've ever rented a fucking car in my life where it's not prepaid um because I'm just supposed to show up at the airport with $250 in cash and go like yeah give me that one over there um no you go online and you pay for the fucking thing and then you go to the airport and pick it up and that way you know that the car is reserved I think it's like a fucking like there's a Seinfeld episode about this it's ridiculous um so they're saying because I prepaid that that's some special deal, which is like I go to the fucking if I go to Best Buy and I prepay I I want to buy a computer I I prepay for the computer I don't take the computer home and then a week later the fucking dork from the dork the geek from the Geek Squad is like oh hey man uh, you never paid for that computer and I'm like oh yeah cool I just wanted to like. Fuck with it for a while. I was going to pay you. So, yeah, yeah, I'll come by Best Buy later today and I'll bring you the money. No, you fucking buy the thing and then you take it home. And when it sucks balls, you bring it back to Best Buy and then they give you the money back. Um, so, you know, I, and I said to Hertz, I was like, listen, dorks, uh, I got I sell T-shirts on my fucking band on Bandcamp. And it, you know how many times someone's been like, oh, man, like, you ran out of the mediums or blah, blah, and I've, like, gone to the screen printer and was like, hey, can I just get one medium made? And, like, even when I didn't even have the money to order, like, 50 new shirts, I'll just get, like, one made. Or I might, I'm right now I'm fucking into trying to get somebody a 4XL T-shirt, which they don't really make red 4XL T-shirts, but I'm trying to help this fucking guy out, and he lives in Ohio, and he wants a T-shirt, and he's a 4XL dude. So I'm trying to get him one. And, like, fucking Hertz can't give me back $200. I was like, keep the charges of the the restocking fee, fucking asshole, or whatever, and the energy charge and all that. Just don't charge me for the days that I didn't use your fucking car. So, take a breath, Jed. Um, breathe. Just breathe. Uh, so... I started tweeting about, you know, I started I got pissed. And so then I brought up the fucking OJ thing, which is, if you don't know, OJ Simpson, murderer, used to be, exact. that's the thing they heard. Uh, they were like, yeah, not even it's a murder. What if it's OJ Simpson murdering his wife and waiter Ron Goldman? Uh, no, I don't, I don't like to say waiter because when you see that guy's dad speak about him, he's like, it always, they always called him a waiter and, you know, the. Obviously, the guy was a good guy, and, you know, he fucking ran into asshole murderer O.J. Simpson. Um, so, uh, yeah, the lady's like, not even it's a murder. Um, but, uh, yeah, so O.J. Simpson was the fucking, if you watch People vs. O.J. Simpson, he's the, he's the spokesman for Hertz. And what did Hertz do when uh, O.J. Simpson was charged with multiple counts of, multiple charges uh, of 
assault and, um, you know, uh, domestic violence and, and beating his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, at the time. Hertz was freaking out because they were like, oh, our, we can't have our spokesman be a fucking wife beater. But then OJ obviously coerced her to call them and tell them that it was okay. And then there, Hertz's, Hertz's uh, storyline on this is like, they're like, well, if there had been more press about him uh, beating his wife, then we would have dropped him. But at the time, there just wasn't enough press. Yeah, because it, there wasn't the fucking internet in 1988, you fucking assholes. Uh, this is like, uh, you know, if, uh, if the Jell-O pudding pops were just like, ah, oh, well, you know, uh, there's not enough press on Bill Cosby raping people. So, like, we'll just... We'll have him keep selling the fucking shit until, uh, till uh, it comes out that he actually raped him, you know. Which yeah, I'm 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 all for like you know uh, trial. I don't want to I don't want to have anybody be like uh, convicted on Twitter because I've seen that shit happen too many times too. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, maybe maybe don't go like and if there was more press about it, we would drop him. Maybe just be like, yo OJ, let's like let's like chill on using you as the spokesman. Uh, until we figure out what the fuck's going on here. But no, it's just like, ah, your wife says it's okay. Only You've only been charged with beating her 50 times. Uh, so we're just going to keep, uh, you know, having you run through the fucking airport. All right, enough about that. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Uh, oh, nah, well. <laughs> I was going to say, who who's the sponsors uh, this week? But maybe they don't want to be, maybe they don't want to be tied uh, into that Uh right away. So we'll talk about that uh, later. Uh, let's see. What's up in uh, ZigZag's news? Um, we just played three shows in uh, last weekend, uh, the weekend before that, because uh, this is July 12th, I believe. Um, and so it was right at the end of uh, June. We played, the first show was down at the Etney Skate Park in Lake Forest, California, and it was weird because, like, I just, I, I just fucking pictured that we were gonna be, like, in, like, the Volcom skate park is, like, indoors, and they have a stage, and they have, like, the speakers built into the, to the ramps and all this shit, and it's pretty fucking sick, and we played, like, a skate jam there, and that was really cool. I, I kind of just added in my mind that it was gonna be the same, same type of thing, uh, but it, but it ended up being more like, um, uh, it, it, the Edney's Park is outside, and, uh, and it was just a bunch of kids skating, and then we were playing on, like, a, like, a little grassy hill behind the skate park, and it was, like, uh, just, like, a makeshift stage and a PA, you know, and when you're a fucking loud band, and, like, you, you, outdoor shows like that, it's just, like, uh, the sound is, and it's not the sound guy's fault at all. It's just like it's hard to fucking uh, make that shit sound good, and it's hard to fucking hear shit on stage when you're like that too. And so I think we just fucking played like garbage. Um, and then the next show was uh, the following day was Saturday, and that was uh, the Fourth uh, Street Vine in Long Beach, which is like a cool little like beer wine bar. Um, guy named Jim owns it, and I guess he's, like, you know, like an older punk rock dude, and super cool space, and uh, we got to play with Skin Drips, who were rad, and then these, these kids that I met on Twitter, you gotta fucking check them out, they're called Half Breed, um, and they're, like, this, like, 
I thought they were, I thought they were like in their early twenties, but they showed up to the show. And uh, that's the fucking garbage truck outside, of course. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, I can hear it. Uh, they showed up to the show, and uh, why every time I do the fucking podcast, it's either the gardener or the fucking garbage truck. I love living in the city. I love living in the city. Spent my whole life in the city. I'm a dead and so angry. That was I Love Living in the City by Fear with the venerable leaving on lead vocals. Uh, leaving, as in leaving, as in leaving of Clue and uh, also Decline of Western Civilization and Saturday Night Live and Flea was in the band and John Belushi was a big fan of... Fear, and he used to hang out with the bass player, I think, who was not Xander Schloss of the Circle Jerks, but somebody else. Anyways, so 4th Street Vine, oh, Halfbreed, these guys are fucking sick, they're like these like Mexican kids, they're like teenagers, they're like, I thought they were in their 20s, they show up, they're like, I think they were like 17 or something, and uh, so... This is a 21 and over show, so the guy was like, he's super cool. He's just like, uh, can you guys just like sit over there? And like, so they kind of sequestered them in this corner or whatever. And they played and they just fucking ripped. And they were the best band. Of the, we were the worst band of the night. Um, and then Skin Drips was good and Half Breed was fucking awesome. And I was not expecting it. And they were just like, I mean, I was expecting it to be good because I'd listened to clips online. I just didn't expect them to be like, that young and, like, that fucking tight and just, like, kind of come into, like, a weird situation like that. Again, like, it's not, like, a regular, like, club. And they just fucking ripped. And it was super sick. And they were really cool kids. And I'm trying to help them out. Get them a show in Oakland on August 11th. If anyone has a show for them August 11th, go look up Half Breed online. And... Email me at that's not mayo at gmail.com or zigzagsmusic at gmail.com and help me get them a show on August 11th. I'm trying some other shit too. Um, what else? Oh, so then we, yeah, so we played in the show and we sucked again. Uh, and then the next day it was the Dirty Penny Fest, which is Dirty Laundry TV and Pennyback Records doing their festival at the Echo and the Echoplex. Um, I thought we, it's a Sunday, uh, it started at two in the afternoon, there was a ton of bands that played, I thought we were going to play like second to last, uh, on the Echo stage, but we play at 10, but we ended up playing last at 11.20, the very last band out of an all day fuck fest, um, and so there were, <laughs> there were a few stragglers left in the crowd, but it definitely, uh, had uh, dissipated. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So the Shrine played, and I saw Josh um, from the Shrine, and he said, uh, yeah, Corey Blue Fire. And I thought he said Court, which is like the, who's the bass, was the bass player. And uh, I made some dumb joke that I'm not going to make again here, but because um, I, I like those guys. Um, but uh, so I, I didn't realize that he wasn't in the band anymore. Um and he said, Corey. And I said, who the fuck's Corey? And he said, Corey Parks. So Corey Parks uh, from Nashville Pussy and also sister of NBA, um, uh, I wouldn't say legend, but player, uh, Cherokee Parks. Um, that's just the truth. Uh, 
is playing bass for the shrine now. And she apparently, I saw like a, a little video of it. She blew like a big fireball in the audience, which, ah, fuck, hold on. Um, I can't take this right now. Um, uh, so she blew a big fireball in the audience and then, uh, which like back in like the nineties, um, or before everyone was like afraid of everything, um, that would have been no big deal. Um, but, uh, now, uh, because everything's, everything's newsworthy, uh, I guess some, somebody came up to Josh afterwards and was like, Dude, that fireball thing was so, 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 so. And Josh was like, uh, awesome. And the guy's like, not cool. So <laughs> they, they were not happy about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, you know, after the Great White thing in, uh, I believe it was Rhode Island, we were talking about this the other night, you got to be very careful with the pyrotechnics um, in a rock show. And I think, you know, these days you got to have some, you got to have, like, a fucking license and you got to have a guy on hand that knows what the fuck he's doing. You can't just be, like, blowing fireballs all over the place uh, because, you know, f- fucking a bunch of people fucking died. And it's, and, uh, and same, like, that, that Oakland warehouse thing, it's like you got to be, you got to be careful with people for sure. Um, but it is entertaining to see, like, a, a six-foot-seven uh, woman uh, blow a fireball. Uh so, yeah, so we did that, and uh, we actually, the Echo always sounds great, so thanks to them, and thanks to Dirty Laundry, and thanks to Pennebeck Records for having us, because uh, we actually fucking crushed at that show. So it made me feel better about the whole weekend. Uh, what's going on? What else is going on with the zigzags? Um, the live on KXOU record is coming out on Nomad Eel Records. Um, that is going to come out. Uh, at the end of August, I hope. I'm waiting to hear. We're just waiting for the fucking, uh, you know, to confirmation as to when we're actually going to have it. I think the I think the the test presses just came in. Um, so that's cool. Um, we've had we've had the cassette. Fonzie, Fonzie, ah, dog's barking. Fonzie, it's just the mailman. Fonzie, hey, Fonzie, Fonzie. Um, oh, God. Fonz, come here, bud. Come here, buddy. Fonzie, come here. All right, fuck it. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, live, live on KXLU, we had the tape that Under the Gun Records put out the tape. Um, and then, and then we had it up on Bandcamp, the actual, uh, recording. But this is going to be, uh, what is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be like a double LP, and um, it's going to have the actual, the full interview that we did after the performance, which is hilarious, um, as always. Uh, I'm so funny in it. Um, and uh, and then I think one side's going to have like an etching um, of Randy uh, by uh, Alex Mattis, who's a tattoo artist and friend of friend of the band. So there's that, um, and then we have a song uh, coming out on a compilation for cassette store day that girls girlsville records is putting out. Uh, I want to keep that a, keep that a secret as to what it is. Um, because I think besides the flaming lips, I want my, Oh no, fuck it. We did, uh, we did the seven second song on the, uh, 
on the Slime EP for Famous Class. So this is another. It's going to be a cover song. I don't want to. I don't want to say which one it is. I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'm sure there's literally tens of people out there that'll be shocked and amazed. Um, so we got that coming out, and then also. Uh, who Can You Trust Records out of Germany, which did the Scavenger Monster Wizard split 7-inch sort of reissue where they mashed the first two 7-inches together for a German release. They're doing the, it's called uh, Sweet Times, and it's it's like a 7-inch and it has four different bands on it. I don't know the other bands on there, but we have a song on that, a brand new song uh, that we wrote. Um, and then on top of that... Um, it's still getting hashed out, but there is some old recordings by a band called Unnatural Helpers with uh, me. Me. I, I, I'm listening to that Bill Burr podcast too much now, and every time I say me, I'm like, I can't, I, I, I can't help but fucking impersonate him. Um, uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay, stupid fucking text from work about the shift starts at 4, not 3.30. Anyways, um, if you have a job, you know what it's like. Uh, So we had a a band called Unnatural Helpers. It's me, Lars from The Intelligence, and Dean um, from, I don't know, whatever. Uh, But he kept the band going forever, so it was like, the Unnatural Helpers is his band, but Lars and I were in the very first sort of incarnation of it, and I think I came up with the name, uh, so he owes me nothing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we had these recordings that uh, we did, like, fuck, I don't know, 17 years ago, 15, 16 years ago? I always like to think I'm younger than I am, but I don't know how long it was ago. Um, so we're trying to put those out. Um, and it's in the pipeline, and so we'll see what happens. I don't want to jinx it by saying it's coming out, but uh, we're working on it. Uh, so that's going on. And then what the fuck else is going on? What was I going to say uh, about the podcast? Oh, um, this podcast, uh, I, got, I, got new mic- I got a microphone, and I got a mic stand, and I'm recording it uh, into the into the machine with like an actual microphone. I'm gonna I'll send out a photo of instead of just um, before I was just recording it on the machine. The machine has these condenser mics and it, it sounds really roomy. But now it's got like I don't know if it, I think it's gonna sound better. I'm hoping it sounds better. I guess we can fucking listen to it and then then we'll know what it sounds like instead of just saying it sounds better, doesn't it, guys? Um, so. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, the, oh, and then for now we're just taking, oh, I know what, it, now we're just taking time off with zigzag stuff as far as, because it's been a fucking long year and we did the European trip and that almost killed us, um, and uh, I don't want to make it sound like it's hard, but like just getting fucking sick like that on tour uh, is enough to put a bit of a damper on your, on your, on your soul, um, but uh, so we're going to take them, take we're taking July off, and then there's going to be some shows, but we're not uh, announcing them yet due to uh, contractual obligations. Um, and then, uh, so in the meantime, I've been doing, like, kind of this, like, solo kind of fucking country shit. And 
I played. Oh, that's what it was. So I played. Uh, I played my first ever show uh, a couple weeks back, and uh, I wonder did I talk about this on the fucking last podcast? I can't remember. Um, I gotta go back and listen to it. But if 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 not, I'll tell the story. But uh, I met the night of the show. I met Mel Brooks uh, randomly uh, at a restaurant. And it was ninety first birthday, and and of course I started breaking balls with him. But um, so I did. It did this like kind of solo thing, and then uh, it went it went well. And then so the the band that I did the solo thing with is now is in a band called CB Brand that I used to be in a long time ago, and it's my buddy Chad's band, and it's like a country band. And so I went and practiced with them last night, and we're playing tomorrow night at the. Uh, at Love Song downtown, which is uh, connected to the Regent Theater, uh, and it's like a two-hour set. I think it's like nine to eleven, but we we take breaks and there's a bunch of like cover songs in there, and there's fucking you know joking around. It's fucking loose, you know. I mean, it's their thing. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play uh, a couple of my tunes, and then uh, and then just back them up on like acoustic guitar. And I don't know what's gonna happen, but you know. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to go play some uh, wineries or some craft beer places uh, in Napa or Paso Robles or, uh, you know, uh, anything that's appro- like you know age appropriate where there's uh, there's like uh, women over forty dancing. That's what I want to see uh, because sometimes zigzags get asked to play some of these fucking things, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to play that kind of shit. Uh, not because I don't think it's cool. I just like I don't want to see I don't want zig I don't want to see a band like Zigzags if I'm at a fucking winery and I'm like chilling out and I'm like eating barbecue because uh, it's fucking loud and it's obnoxious and it's for young people, um, which I am not. Uh, it's not for me, uh, for me, uh, Bill Burr again. Uh, it's for young people, so. Uh, you know, now I need a, I need an age appropriate, uh, I need an age appropriate band. Uh, I'm like, uh, I was saying something about, uh, when you see like a lawyer with a Les Paul or something like that, but I'm not anywhere near that. Um, just an old unemployed guy with a Les Paul. That's me. So, uh, yeah, so we're playing, it's CB Brands playing tomorrow night, and then uh, we're going to take it from there. But I got another solo gig. Let me see, when the fuck is that thing happening? Um, it's funny. Uh, I didn't really tell anyone about this, and then it came through the booking agent, and they were like, is this a zigzag show? And I was like, no, it's a Jed solo show, but now i got to write actual songs for it. September 7th, um, it's going to be down at The Resident, um, and I'm going to be opening for my good friend Eric Johnson of the band Fruit Bats. Um, who I'm trying to get on the podcast as well. So there is that. That's what's going on. Um, I just wanted to do a quick one and test my new um, test my new setup here uh, with the microphone, and, and hopefully it sounds better. Uh, this this episode um, is sponsored by uh, Permanent Records, uh, Lance and Liz, who were on episode uh, number one, I believe, of Jed Banger's Ball. They have the record store um, Permanent Records. And, um, I think the website is just, the website is permanentrecordschicago.com because, uh, that's, that's where they started this story, uh, in Chicago. 
Um, but now they have fucking, they have three shops in L.A. There's one on Sunset Boulevard, um, like Sunset and I want to say kind of like near Alvarado, between Alvarado and Echo Park Avenue. Um, and then there's the one, then there's two on York Boulevard. Um, and let me see if I can find that. You don't need the address. Just look it up. You got a fucking phone. Uh, so the Permanent Records is sponsoring today's episode as well as Animals Magazine, um, which is... California's Outlaw Men's Magazine. Um, I believe that's also Animals. Let's look it up. Animalsmagazine.com. Animalsmagazine.org. .net. Um, dot food. Uh, what the fuck? Hold on. Okay. Animals Magazine. Shit. I put the www in there in the in the Google, which you don't need to do. Animals Magazine. Animalsmag.com. www.animalsmag.com, which is the Outlaw California Culture Magazine, run by Ward Robinson, um, who is on episode... Oh, fuck, what episode is he on? Um, I can't remember what episode... I'm going to look it up. Oh, shit. Uh, Jed Banger's Ball episodes... Let's see what, uh, I'm going to guess, let me guess 17, um, but it is, shit, where the fuck is it? Ward Robinson, Ward Robinson, Ward Robinson, Ward Robinson, ah, oh, for Christ's sakes, it's on page two. Uh, Ty Siegel, Rick Rodney, oh, Rick Rodney is episode 17. Where the hell is Ward at? Come on, man. Ward, Mishway of White Lung. Ah, Ward Robinson, episode 20. Robbie Williamson, 21. Jonathan Rice. Oh, man, there's so many good episodes. You guys really need Chad of the Meat Bodies and Fuzz. Producer Tom Monahan. Aquarium Drunkard Justin Gage. You can't go wrong with Justin Gage. Come on, people. Listen to these fucking back episodes. I need more likes and hits. And uh, hearts and whatever. So, yeah, animalsmag.com. California's Outlaw Men's Magazine. Uh, It's not just for men anymore. Uh, And as always, we are sponsored by GHS Strings, which is ghsstrings.com. And I've been playing those fuckers, and I put new ones on. And the GHS Boomers, you can't go wrong. I was was talking to the the CB brand guys last night. We had a little uh, practice last night where I showed them my shit, and they showed me their shit, and we shit everywhere. Um, but, uh, I told them about, uh, cause those guys all rip and they're all like, uh, you know, real musicians. And so I was kind of like half drunkenly bragging that I had a, a string sponsorship. Um, a humble brag. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, but the GHS, the boomers, uh, they're fucking ruling and I got them on, I got them on every guitar now. Um, all the electric guitars. Uh, and I, yeah, I was playing acoustic last night and halfway through, I was like, God, my fingers hurt. Um, so GHS strings. And as always, Visla surf, uh, Visla.com. I, I've been out twice now in this spring suit cause it's hot as fuck here. I'm actually, it, it's a million degrees when I'm doing this podcast right now because I don't want to be in the room with the fan on because then it's, then it makes a noise on the podcast. So I'm sitting here sweating. Uh, for you guys, uh, but yeah, I went out surfing yesterday uh, at Mondos, which is the beginner, beginner, beginner break. I'm the biggest dude out there. I rule the roost. 
all the seven-year-olds learning on their foam boards better get out of the way when I roll through. Uh, I'm low. I'm slow. 200 pounds. Uh, just, just crushing it out there. Um, it's funny. There's <laughs> these kids like these foam because out there it's like you just, you just. There's no wave. Sh- there's no like. Uh, everyone just shares the wave. Like everyone just. Every wave is a party wave. Everyone's on the wave. Everyone's just wrecking into each other. You're constantly wrecking into people. Um, but, uh, all these little kids, these like super cute kids are like on these foam boards that just kept crashing into me. I, it was my wave. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I had the right away, but, uh, I, I, it's about time I'm not out there. Jess likes it. She likes to go out there. Cause it's like, you know, it's there. We get apologized to, and in, in the other surf spots, I do a lot of apologizing. Um, but, uh, these little kids on these phone boards just crashing into me, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry, dude. Like, I, I sorry, I fell. In, I, I hit you. Like, did I, did I make you fall down?" I'm like, "Yeah, you, you made me fall down. Yeah. So you might wanna, you might wanna uh, get off my wave next time, because if you hadn't um, hit me with that uh, phone board, I would have totally, um, I would be, uh, I would be at the uh, Japanese uh, Summer Olympics in the uh, surfing category." Uh, so Vistless Surf, we wore the spring suit. I had the spring suit on. Uh, no booties. Uh, so my feet were out, uh, and my arms and legs are out, and it's cool. I look cool. Um, I think I look cool. Uh, but it's, like, it's so fucking hot here. It's great to be in the water. The water was blue. Um, and uh, just I just, Vistla, like, makes the coolest shit. So uh, I wear it because I like to wear cool shit. Anyways, uh, I think that's it for the podcast. That's a good uh, 40 minutes of uh, content. That's what we're doing here. We're making content. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted to test this thing out. I did a Bitcoin fucking one with my buddy, but we, it kind of sucked balls. And so I feel like now that I got the, the microphone set up, uh, that I want to do it again uh, and, and kind of put it together a little bit more because we were just kind of like shooting from the hip about something that we don't know anything about. There was a fucking bloodbath. Um, there was a bloodbath in cryptocurrency. They're calling it the, uh, the, the cryptocurrency bloodbath um, this week where everything went down. Um, but it looks like it's starting to go back up. There is a fucking Ethereum Classic. If you know anything about uh, altcoins, Ethereum Classic somehow is on the rise. Um, it's it's trading with more volume than Ethereum. Uh, I just got into this fucking shit, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's crazy. Um, and there's a thing called Metal, which I don't know what it, what it is, but I should buy some of that just because it's called Metal. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, one more thing. Um, uh, go to, uh, go look up uh, King of the Road uh, 2016. Um, uh, on Thrasher uh, on YouTube, and uh, fucking uh, zigzags with a little steel is in there, and it's like all the skater dudes are dressed like black metal dudes, and they're dancing around or whatever. But the song's on there, and it sounds fucking rad. And so thanks for thanks to Thrasher uh, magazine. Whoa, I just got a weird thing with the headphones. Um, Thrasher magazine uh, for fucking supporting the band and keep using the songs in their videos. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Have a good rest of the week.